Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Grand Lighthouse Coffee. Grand Lighthouse Coffee is the e-commerce business that sells certified organic fair trade coffee, either whole bean or grinded. Chemicals do not touch the beans and the farmers who grow the green coffee are paid and treated fairly. Coffee beans are made to order so you will get freshly roasted beans no later than seven days after being roasted. Grand Lighthouse also provides memberships for families and businesses depending on how much coffee you purchase per month. For more information and updates, Follow, like them on Instagram, Facebook at Grand Lighthouse Coffee or visit their website at GrandLighthouseCoffee.com and don't forget to use your promo code EastWest to get 10% off. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Grand Leyenda Tequila. This tequila knows there's no substitute for a great taste. This award-winning and organic tequila is handcrafted and comes in four different flavors. Gran Leyenda takes great pride introducing the world to organic tequilas that do not compromise quality. To learn more, visit GranLeyendaTequila.com. Gran Leyenda, the official tequila of the East-West Football Podcast. Must be 21 and older to enjoy. Please drink responsibly. Scouts will rely on heavily when evaluating talent. Teams should be drafting for the future and not just immediate needs. It all starts with the quarterback position. Thank you for listening to the East-West Football Podcast with Jerry Martinez, Kendall Whitley, and now here is your host, Fidel Barraza. Thank you for listening to the East-West Football Podcast. Kendall, Jerry, how are you guys doing? Hey, man, it's going great, man. Man, this season is starting to get away from us. It's Thanksgiving week. We got some Thursday Thursday football tomorrow. And, hey, man, it's, it's going to – everybody going to be eating and they're going to be watching us during the pregame show, hopefully. And, hey, we got some games to talk about. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody, right? Because, I mean, today technically will be Thanksgiving. But uh, what, a, what a time, right? Like you said, football, family, faith, all of it. It's great. And yes, uh, happy Thanksgiving to all our listeners out there. We hope you are doing well and staying safe. But let's go ahead and start off. Let's talk about week 11. What stood out to you guys the most? Start off with Kendall. Oh, a lot, man. I mean, with some pretty good games this past week. I mean, just what stood out to me? Y'all probably already know where I'm going. The Rams, they are dominant. They, well, that defense is dominant. Jared Goff, oh, my God. And Cooper Cup, let's, let's put some respect on his name. I mean, he, he he's pretty good. Robert Woods, I mean, they had double-digit double receptions, and both of them went over 100 yards. So the, you, that's rare. You don't see that. And the second thing I want to talk about is what is in the same game, what has happened to that Tampa Bay defense? I mean, it had, it's, it's been bad. Started start from a few weeks ago. And I'm not even going to touch on Tom Brady because, I mean, he was bad. He was bad this game. And, you know, sometimes, you know, Bruce Aaron's been calling him out. So, you know, you know what they say? Sometimes the grass isn't always green on the other side. So I think that's a little bit what's going on there in Tampa Bay. And, I mean, hey, Bruce Aaron, he, he's a hard guy. I mean, he, he's hard on his players. But, I mean, the Rams, they are for real. They lead, they lead a division right now, and they they look good. And I, I would like to kind of – I'm, I'm going to piggyback on what Kendall said, but, I mean, real quick, I mean, look at look at around, around the league. I mean, wow, it's like a, a little bit more like a, what we what we talked about previously, right? Or what we talked about, yeah, on the on Sunday pregame show, we said that, you know, it it was crazy, right? Is it is it that we're finally got the right 
amount of talent in the league where every NFL team can put up a good fight, right? Or, or is it just that everybody's just kind of like playing in mediocrity? But when you stop, you look at it. Let's go back real quick. Let's go back real quick to that game that you talked about. I think that when you look at it, it just looks at the brilliance as far as I don't even think it's Jared Goff. I think it goes back to Sean McVay. It just shows you what did he do? He he knows his quarterback Jared Goff is not going to be. He knows he's not he's not a a top tier level quarterback. So what did he do? He designed he designed a great scheme up. He said, you know, obviously with Todd Bowles, that guy's going to bring the pressure. So I got to get this ball out of Jared Goff's hands in a curry, in a quick, and that's exactly what he did. And in the end, look at Jared Goff, Cooper Cup. I mean, it just looked phenomenal. The the Rams looked great, and it made the it made the Buccaneers look bad. Now, when you look at the Buccaneers situation, you got Tom Brady, who literally would get the ball out of his hands. And what was it like my, uh, minus three seconds or I don't I, I, I don't you know, what I'm saying he would have he'd get the ball out like in two seconds when he was with the Patriots. Now that he's with the Buccaneers, he's literally airing the ball. out. If you look at it, I mean, he has a very high interception rate right now. So when you stop, you look at it, Jamin Wilson also had a high interception rate. So it just makes sense. I don't think it's I don't really think it's it goes back on the players. I mean, yeah, okay, Jameis might throw some picks. I'm not gonna take that away from Jameis because Jameis is always gonna air the ball out. But I'm just saying right now Tom Brady's not playing his game, which is that short game, get it out. Let me see who I'm gonna throw it to, get it out in two, three seconds. I mean, you he's he's they're having him risk all the biscuit, right? Uh is that's the quote I think by Bruce Harry. <laughs> what is it? No, no risking, no biscuit. There you go. No risk it, no biscuit. So yeah, I, I just think it's uh I just think when you when you look at the big picture, I just think it's just amazing what we're seeing in football to modern day football. It's, it it really comes down to who's scheming towards their matchups the right way. And and, and it looks like Sean McVay's doing a good job with that. Uh oh man, that was kind of crazy, right? With the whole John Harbaugh also, the John Harbaugh situation. With, oh yeah. Uh, with uh with the head coach, what's his name? Oh, Mike Vrabel also. They're literally look like they're going to throw blows. I'm just like, what the heck is going on here? So, yeah. So just you know, piggyback off what you guys said about the Bucks and Tom Brady. So I'm just going to read you guys the stats right now. So he's throwing for 2,955 yards, 25 touchdowns, and nine interceptions. So he's already exceeded, or he's actually he's on pace to throw about 15 interceptions this year. All of last year, he only threw nine picks. Wow. So doubled. Yeah. So this actually kind of goes back to what you were saying about the system, right? Because I think I read a stat that um, Bruce Arians, whenever he uh, had the offense with the Indianapolis Colts, uh, Andrew Luck had a a career high interceptions, uh, you know, so just kind of Palmer. Yeah. Even Carson Palmer as well. Yeah. uh, When Arians was the head coach in Arizona. So, Look, that offense—they got some issues, and they got to get. But the interesting, the interesting um, take here is: is it that Tom Brady declining why why he throwing these picks, or is it on uh, the system that, that way he's playing with Bruce Arians? Because you know all his former quarterbacks—they've always had double-digit picks. So what? So what? What do you guys think? Do you think it's Tom Brady on decline and he's throwing interceptions out of nowhere, or you think it's just it? Just it's this system. I think it's a compatible fit right now because Tom Brady—you can see when he played when he takes charge, they're winning games. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, to me, it's just he's in a new system, so he's still learning it. Um, yeah, he's 43 years old. I mean, we I think we may be starting to see a little bit of that. Maybe not too much, but you do notice some of those throws. He, you know, he, he, he I don't know, something's just off. So, and then they're, they're one in three in primetime games, I, I think, if I read that correct. So, yeah. I don't know what yeah. happened. They're playing primetime of their lights. Uh, they should have won this game against the Rams. Um I don't know. They just got to get it figured out, and it's not going to get easier, especially this Sunday when you have the Super Bowl uh, champions, the uh, Kansas City Chiefs in town to play you. So they got to figure it out quick. But, you know, the other thing that stood out to me is, uh, man, Baltimore's got some issues. Yes, they do. Yes, they, they, they got a lot of issues. Um, I watched the game. I watched the whole game. And it, it, it's crazy, man. It seemed like Lamar, if his first option ain't there, he's looking at runner or he just he's just he don't know what's going on there. And their defense, I when, I mean, a, a Baltimore defenses should not are normally pretty good. I mean, I know this ain't the Ray Lewis and the Air Reed and Terrell Suggs defenses, but Derrick Henry he ran he ran over. I mean, he they they kept him in check for the most part. But as the game went on, and I guess that defense got tired, Derrick Henry started breaking loose. And AJ Brown, he's an outright dog. That Baltimore secondary they need some help. They just signed on um, Pierre Desir, the 
Pierre Desire, Desire, I want to say, the former Indianapolis coach. I think that's out to the practice squad or to the active roster. Not sure. But they need some help back there in the secondary. But Baltimore, they're in trouble. And just like with Tampa Bay, it don't get no easier for Baltimore. because They got Pittsburgh this week. We'll talk about that in a little bit. But, I mean, Baltimore, they're, they're in some trouble. When I look at Baltimore, though, like, it's kind of it's kind of easy to kind of see where where I mean like where the issue is. A lot of people want to point it to Lamar Jackson and or people want to point it to the wide receivers, but honestly, uh, I'm gonna say it's the offensive line. I think when you look at it, last year Lamar Jackson, I think he had like under 25 sacks for the entire season, which is a great number. It's a great stat line. I mean, compare that to uh, Deshaun Watson, who on average is, is has been averaging like 40. Uh, He's getting 40 sacks a year. So when you look at it, I mean, Lamar Jackson's not used to this, but there's a there's been a big hole in that offensive line. And if you look at it, he's already been sacked uh, about the exact uh, about the exact about 20. I think it's like I think the number was like 23 times. So when you stop, you look at it. I mean, he's he's literally that's what's happening is that offensive line is giving them negative negative plays. So when you look at the when you look at the big picture, uh, yeah, until they until they fix that offensive line, they're going to continue having these issues, and I don't see the Baltimore going very far. In fact, they might not even make the playoffs now. Yeah, they got some issues with the <clears throat> excuse me with some injuries, but also too, I mean, I just feel like Lamar's maybe forcing some things, um, but again, he might just be feeling that pressure, like hey, like you know, we need to start making some plays, and maybe he thinks he's the only playmaker on that offense right now besides him and Mark Andrews, so. But staying with the Ravens, so they were actually supposed to uh, play tomorrow night in, in the Thanksgiving primetime game against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, we saw on Monday that J.K. Dobbins and Mark Ingram both tested positive for the COVID-19. And then I believe there's also a coach that tested positive. So the game has been postponed until Sunday, a 1 o'clock game, Easter Standard Time, and that's going to be on NBC. Uh, you know, a lot of the players on Twitter today were not pleased you know, from Pittsburgh side of things, that that the game got moved, but it is what it is, and we'll have an additional game this Sunday. Yeah, it, it sucks for me as a fan because when I'm, when I was looking forward when I'm sitting back and I'm fat and I'm tired. I'm when I'm from hunt from eating all day from th- eating a nice Thanksgiving. I get this. I can watch two big, two good defenses, decent defenses. Well, good defense from the Pittsburgh from the Pittsburgh standpoint. And I mean, Baltimore, when you when you hear Ravens Steelers, what you think? Just a physical game. And now, I mean, I don't got nothing to do tomorrow night, so I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of mad from a fan perspective. But I think overall, it, it's def, it's, it definitely is going to help out Baltimore in the long run because now those two, a couple of players that won't going to play tomorrow night, they probably more than they give them a couple more days, the game plan, and just to get get healthy. And they, I think they'll be out there Sunday. Not, well, Sunday it'll be it's a one o'clock game. They'll be out there Sunday. So I think, and I think this is a bigger game. I know Pittsburgh's ten to know it and and whatnot, but this is a bigger game, a bigger game for Baltimore. And I think I think Baltimore will show up Sunday. Yeah, when you when you look at it, right, it just shows you how NFL, how the NFL, the actual people that are calling the shots in the NFL, have been prompt to not put anybody in jeopardy. And that's the one thing that we don't understand sometimes as fans, right, or or anybody, just yeah. analysts in general, is just that, like, okay, like when you have at least four COVID members, like, yeah, I think it's time to shut down operations and and go ahead and just restart. Or just push it back, like kind of Kendall said it towards the end. Um, yeah, it's a bummer we're not gonna be able to see that game. But I mean, I, I mean, when you stop, you look at it, COVID. You don't want to play around with it. Yeah, it's safety first, you know, before anything else. So that game's been moved. Um, also, too, the Browns facility has also been shut down. Uh, a player was test, uh, tested positive for the virus as well. Uh, they have not released the name of the player, uh, so we have that going on. But, of course, tomorrow's Thanksgiving. We got a couple of games still on the menu, starting off with the Detroit Lions and the Houston Texans, and then wrapping things up with the Cowboys and the Washington football team. Yes, two, hey, two good games tomorrow. Um, the Texans, they, they're quite, they're playing some pretty good ball. Deshaun Watson, he hasn't thrown a pick in, I don't, in almost a month now, I think. I think I read. But he hasn't thrown, he th- hasn't thrown an interception. No way. He's been playing some good ball in weeks and I said we seen what he did last week to the New England Patriots. I mean, they they don't know how, they they haven't been able to contain Deshaun Watson for a while now. But um, Detroit Lions knows it's their annual home game on Thanksgiving. I think it's gonna be a pretty good game. I think I I do think we're in store for a real good game tomorrow. I think it's gonna be a, you know a high scoring game. Um, then we you know it. I mean, it's it's good. Man. I just can't wait. I, that's the game I can't wait to see. 
Yeah, man. I mean, the Lions have always been a real tricky uh, team. You got to be careful with the Lions. I mean, they'll sneak up and get get that win from you, right? So you just got to be careful sometimes uh, when you look at the big at the big picture. But like like Kendall said, I mean, the Texans they've been they've been kind of they've been kind of getting hot, but that division is kind of stacked right now too. Yeah. I mean, I mean that's the thing about AFC South. I mean, you got as much as we sometimes I'm some people are just through with the Titans, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But then you got the Colts. So it's just one of those things when you look at it, it's just, Oh man, how many teams can actually squeeze in? But that, that lions game, I will take, I will say a couple things about the lions. Number one, the lions kind of look outdated for the NFL. So it's going to be a very interesting team, a uh, very interesting matchup with that one. Uh, now to the Cowboys and Washington team, Alex Smith has been playing some pretty good ball. Mm-hmm. And like like Kendall said, I mean that defense is is good. It's been playing really good for for. It just shows you the future looks very bright for Washington that Washington team. So when you look at that one, that's also a trick a trick game. So overall, yep. great lineup, great great, I mean great games. Yeah, and then you know of course the Cowboys and the Washington football team they have a lot to be playing for still, right? That division's still up for grabs, but the Cowboys are going to be playing with a heavy heart. Unfortunately, uh, Marcus Paul, their strength and conditioning coach, actually passed away today. Um, no word on what happened, but he has passed away. So our uh, deepest condolences to, to the Cowboys and uh, his family as well. Yes, deep, deep condolences to the Cowboys and their family. I mean, that's, like I said, an unfortunate situation that happened today. But um, on another, and just you know, just talking about the game, I mean, I forgot, you know, we forgot to mention this. The winner of this game, I think, is that they're number one in the division. I think they they moved to number one in that division. They got the game they game on first place of the um, NFC East. It's not the best. I mean, I call it the NFC least, but um, it's not not a great division. But um, the Redskins, if the Washington team, I, I should say, if they win tomorrow, they're number one in the division. And if the Cowboys win tomorrow, they'll be number one in the division. Who would have thought at the beginning of the year that, we, that the Washington team would be a team without a name would possibly could win the division and be number one in the division by at Thanksgiving? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's truly interesting. I think that when you look at when you look at it, they it, it will give you the first place winner. But I from when you look at the landscape, it could all change by Sunday when all the mm-hmm. other teams because this is the first week that oh there's no bye week, so you're gonna have NFL all across the board from every team. Yeah, I mean, look, someone has to win this division, so why not the Cowboys? Um, I I believe they have the most talented roster still, even with some of the injuries that they have. Well, especially on offense, right? You. Have, we saw a big game from CeeDee Lamb last week. Uh, they have Zeke Elliott. Pollard's a good backup. Of course, um, Amari Cooper, he had a little appearance last week's game as well. Michael Gallup. And, uh, you know, Andy Dalton played he played pretty good last week. So, you know, someone's got to win this division, so why not the Cowboys? Let me ask and you I, both real quick. Uh, so, so we've seen o- Odell Beckham Jr.'s catch on the Cowboys, right? Oh, yeah. The infamous catch. Mm-hmm. But we also saw C.D. Lamb's catch last week against the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Would you do you have to compare that catch that he made in the end zone? Well, can it can it be compared to OBJ's infamous catch? I can't. Rem- but the only thing with OB OBJ's catch was it was on Monday Night Football. On, no, I'm sorry, Sunday Night Football. So yes, a lot of people are watching that game. So yeah, you can compare the two. But let's not forget Adam Thielen had a great catch as well. Oh yeah, that's handed awesome, corner in the end zone. But yeah, no, yes. Lamb, uh, psh, tremendous catch. Wow, I mean, yes, and, and, and I want to say this. Yeah, yes, yeah, that, yeah, that's that's a great. This is that what I was about to say, Jerry. Um, he um, the difference in C.D. Lamb's catch, he was going to the ground, but he had a tur- he had to turn his body a little bit. So that that's what's so crazy. When I seen it, I said, "Oh my God, there's no way he caught that." But C.D. I mean, if you watch him in college, he did he did these things in college oh, too. Yeah. That he did his thing. But one thing I want to add, add though, if if you're an opposing team in the NFC. One of these top division leaders, or even a wild card team, out of the and, and, and you know the the winner of the NFC, they're gonna have a losing record, and they're gonna get a home game. Wh- which team in that division would you not want to go if you're if you're like a um if you're the last seed or whatnot in the NFC, and you know you got to go to either Dallas, Philly, Washington, New York. Where would you not want to go? I wouldn't want I wouldn't want to go to go to Dallas. I would not want to go to Dallas. I don't care what what your record is. Mm-hmm. Any, I mean, any given Sunday, and I think a team, I think Cowboys, the Cowboys can upset somebody if they get that. And then when they get that home game, they win. They win a division. They they got the talent to upset somebody. So I wouldn't want to go to Dallas. 
it looks like it looks like finally there's the coach there's some coaching going on at the end, mm-hmm. right? Because now you're seeing a team playing with 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 some fire. So that that's the that's the difference from the team at the beginning of the, of the season to now, right? And it's unfortunate that they decided to do it now. I, I mean, blame it on whatever you want to. If they could if, if they could keep this up on a on a weekend weekend basis and they get their players back healthy, that's a team that you got to be careful with. Well, it also helps out having the quarterback play. <laughs> well, that's that's yeah. exactly what I meant. Like buy yeah. it, right? But Andy Dalton, yeah. I mean, if they didn't have Andy Dalton, good luck with Gary Gilbert or you know, bouncing around from Gary Gilbert or Ben DiNucci, right? Yeah, I mean, people forget Andy Dalton was, was pretty solid for the Bengals. I mean, there's a couple of wins that the Bengals should have won in the playoffs, but uh, some penalties, uh, of course, helped the other teams win. Uh, but wouldn't it be a tremendous story for Alex Smith to come back from that gruesome injury and lead mm. the Washington football team into the playoffs? Yes, it, it would be. Yes, it, it would be nice. And just not even just the playoffs, win, win the big game tomorrow. You know the Cowboys playing with a heavy, heavy heart tomorrow, and, and this is and you remember Andy, Andy Dalton got knocked out in the first game against the Washington. So it's gonna be some bad blood. It's gonna be a little bit of, um, a little bit of chip on. He could be, he could have a chip on his shoulder tomorrow. But this, hey, this, this Washington team, this defense, oh man, this defense is good, man. And they get to the quarterback, and they're young, they're deep. The secondary is playing pretty good, and it's a great opportunity for Washington to really do something tomorrow to put the league on notice, like, hey, man, we're. I think um, we're here. I definitely think they got the best defense in that division. Yeah. I mean, when you look at that game, it's it's going to be very, very interesting, right? Because it, it just depends on if the Cowboys can get to him in a hurry. Uh, I'm talking about Alex Smith. In other words, if, they, if that defense, that defensive pass rush could get to Alex Smith, then, then you could kind of see it lopsided towards the Cowboys. But, damn, that Washington team is pretty good. Uh, that defense, like you said, is undeniable. They got some weapons on, on offense. You got Terry Mc, McLaren. And right now, the defensive backs for the Cowboys are kind of hurt. They're 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 banged up right now. So this is the time to expose the expose those those uh, you know those those little those, those little nuances of of of, your, of the team you're going against. Yes, and then also too, unfortunately, I mean, we had a huge injury last weekend, and was actually against the Washington football team. Joe Burrow, he actually tore his ACL and MCL on his left knee on a tackle, so he will be out for the rest of the year. Uh, he is expected to full to make a full recovery, though. But still, very unfortunate to see uh, he was having a tremendous rookie season. I actually had him down for the rookie of the year as well. Yes, man, I, I hate that happened to Joe. Man, he was playing really good. He really was starting to get really, really hot. But this, I mean, I think the Bengals they're gonna they're gonna be all right next year. I think they're a couple pieces away from being uh, been a playoff team, not a contender. But I think. They definitely show something this year. I like what T. Higgins is doing. They still got bored. I mean, who knows what AJ Green's future is? But um, I think the, the Bengals. I think they're de- I think they're definitely gonna be a team to be reckoned with in the next in, in the coming years. And you gotta get Joe Burrow back healthy, and you know, get that offensive line. Get 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 him some protection. And they, and they do that, and I think they'll be all right. Yeah, I, I think that the way Joe Burrow is playing, he was gonna have the Rookie of the Year award. Uh, now I, I don't. I mean, the way Justin Herbert has been on his heels. I think that it's unfortunate how this Rookie of the Year award is going to plan, pan out. Hopefully, Joe Joe Burrow does get some love because he was out there keeping the, keeping the Bengals in each game, right? I mean, he had him, he had that offense just firing away. And the, like, he, like, like Kendall and, and like Fidel said, I mean, the future looks bright for, for Cincinnati. I think they have the right quarterback in place and just about protecting him and getting him, getting him the right protection. He has the weapons, just gain the right protection. Yeah, I think that we'll see a different story next year. Yes, and coming up next, we'll be giving you our Week 12 picks in the NFL. So make sure you stick around. Let's give you our picks for Week 12 in the NFL, starting off with some Thanksgiving football. The Houston Texans at the Detroit Lions. Uh, real good game. Texans traveling to Detroit on Thanksgiving. Texans coming off a hot win against the Patriots. I'm going to go with the Houston Texans, 20, Houston, Houston Texans 26-20. I, I'm not going to predict any scores, but 
Uh, give me the Texans. It's going to be a real tight game. I just think that at the end, the Texans are going to use their 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 the quarterback right. Uh, Deshaun Watson is going to find a way to to come away with that dub. Yep, I like the Houston Texans as well. Oh, the Washington football team at the Dallas Cowboys. Oh my! This is going to be a good one. Probably game of the day now, and that the that the Ravens and Steelers is not going to be playing. Um, close game. I'm gonna take I, I'm gonna take the Cowboys. You know they're playing with a heavy heart tomorrow, and this is a little bit of revenge game from what the uh, what the Washington did did to them about a good month ago. Um, I'm yeah, I'm gonna go with the Cowboys in a close one, 23-17. Man, when you look at it, oh my goodness! When you look at the spreads and you look at all the all the gambling, I I think that they actually have the Redskins kind of edging out. But when you look at the actual game itself, I mean, Cowboys, Cowboys. You can't make this stuff up, first off. Let me just make that statement. You can't make this stuff up. Who's to think the NFC East would be so freaking interesting? Not because they're playing good. Yeah. Because the entire division is just in shambles. I mean, literally, whoever wins from tomorrow will be the leader of that division up until Sunday. This is stuff that you cannot make up. So it's just, it's just, it's insane. But I'm going to say this. It's going to be a very close game. But I do have the Washington team coming up victorious in this one. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Washington football team as well. All right. Well, let's talk about this game right now. So the game just got moved. Uh, Baltimore at Pittsburgh. Oh, defense, defense, defense. It's going to be, a, I think it'll be a low-scoring game. Two physical teams. I've called this game a few weeks ago Whenever when Pittsburgh went to Baltimore and beat them. I'm going with the Ravens. I'm not going to put a score to it, but I'm going Baltimore. Wow. You, you stuck to you stuck to your script, man. That's good. I, th- I thought you were gonna flip it on us, but well, no, I think I think I think I'm pretty good at sticking to my picks. Yeah. Don't give him too much credit, man. It's barely Wednesday. I know. <laughs> gonna switch tomorrow on Friday. That, that's true. You know, give me the Steelers, man. I mean, right now, when you look at it, the Ravens, if they have a defense that is punishing and can get to the quarterback. Watch out. I mean, like we, we mentioned earlier, I mean, right now the sacks are, are pounded up. Uh, I think that they have the same amount of sacks all season. They're tied right now. It's insane. So give me the Pittsburgh Steelers coming away with this with this, with this dub also. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Steelers, and they're going to pull uh, put the final nail in the coffin on the Baltimore Ravens season. So I'm going Steelers. Las Vegas Raiders at the Atlanta Falcons. Hmm. Raiders are coming off, uh, you know, a disappoint. I won't say disappointing, though. It was kind of disappointing how they ended, but you know, the Raiders' defense couldn't really come up with a stop there. I'm gonna go with the Atlanta Falcons. I think the Falcons they got embarrassed last week too, by the Saints, and they I thought I, I picked the Falcons to win last week, but yeah, I'm gonna go with the Falcons. But I think they're gonna they're gonna. It's like the Falcons are the Chargers of the NFC. When you expect them to win something, they win. It. You know what I mean? It's just it's, it's all the expectation with the Falcons. So I'm gonna go with Atlanta in a close one. Hold on a minute, Kendall. Why you why you going all maverick on us, man? It's the holidays. Right now we're supposed to be chilling and relaxing with our family. Come on, man. Give me the Raiders. Man. So interesting. The interesting part about this game is that Raheem Morris was actually on John Gruden's coaching staff in Tampa Bay. Um last year at this point of the season, the Raiders had the same record, six and four. Um, obviously tip loss against Kansas City. But I think they win, and they win big on Sunday. They need to send a message out uh, that this year is different from the rest of the year. So I'm going to go with the Raiders. L.A. Chargers at the Buffalo Bills. I'm going with the Bills. Yeah, uh, man, this is a good game. Again, the NFL cannot make these things up. Um, man, the Chargers defense is looking good, as always. Uh, that offense is, is starting to like put up a good fight. But, mm-hmm. man, that Bills is like – out right now I'm going to go with the Chargers Ooh. I'm going to go with the Los Angeles Chargers to upset the, the, Bills, the Bills are coming off a of bye you know what happened with the, with the crazy DeAndre Hopkins catch a couple weeks ago so they've had two weeks to think about that I think they're going to be motivated to come out and get a big win over the Chargers yeah I'm going to stick with the Chargers uh, New York Giants at the Cincinnati Bengals obviously uh, Finley will be the starting quarterback for the Cincinnati Bengals as Joe Burrow is out for the rest of the year yeah, nothing coming off about fresh. You know, you know they had a, they had a big win on the when they last was out against the Eagles. I think the Giants gonna win. Yeah, uh, and hear me out real quick. I, I'm gonna say this. I think that right now the G-men are the are the front runners to, to take the NFC East. Mm-hmm. So it's between the Washington team 
the Eagles look like like well we'll get to the Eagles give me the G-men yeah I'm gonna go with the New York Giants as well all right this is another anticipated matchup uh Tennessee Titans at the Indianapolis Colts obviously the Colts are coming off or both teams actually they're coming off a huge wins against the Packers and um oh my god what? I'm having a little brain fart the it's all good the Colts the Colts I'm sorry uh, so big game, big big game. Yes, big revenge, big big game, big revenge game too. I'm going with the Titans. I think they're gonna win at least by ten plus. I think this time uh, Titans give them this go around. Man, it's hard, right? Because I don't want to count the Titans, but they've disappointed so much this season and they've been really inconsistent. But you know, I think there's a lack of of uh, players on that team that that can help them be competitor competing every week because. I mean, you see them get burned, and they get burned pretty well. But I will go back to the Colts. I'm give the Colts a little bit of love. It just shows you the general manager, right? And I'm gonna I'm gonna channel my inner Shug Knight, right? <clears throat> when he uh, when he said when the producers want to be all up in the videos, <laughs> you know, I think that uh, when you look at that, right? When you look at the big picture, the GM was just asked the coach, "What do you need?" And he talks to the offensive coordinator, defensive coordinator, "What do you need?" You know, I need this player. I need this position. We're lacking this. And and if you look at it, look at look at what Chris Ballard did. In the offseason, he made a crazy trade right before the draft. And he traded that, what was it, number 13 pick to the 49ers for DeForest Buckner. Because they, they, they built that team the right way through the draft. And uh, when you look at it, that, that defensive coordinator doesn't get – he does not get enough love. He was a longtime Dallas Cowboys player. Uh, linebacker coach and um they asked at one point it was, this is this has been the talk here in texas you know it's 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 how how do you let you know home bred texas leave texas and that's been that's been one of the talks lately it's look at the defensive coordinator you could have had i suppose the corner the defensive coordinator you have right now look at the colts man they have the forest buckner which is exactly what that 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 entire Rob Marinelli defense needed right which was that three technique that could just penetrate up the middle and I will say this when you look at the when you actually look at the NFL head to toe I mean you I could I could show you where it says in the interviews they interviewed Peyton Manning when Peyton Manning was still in the league Russell Wilson Aaron Rodgers uh Tom Brady they asked them what what did they hate the most as far as when it comes to facing an opposing defense and they all said the exact same thing. They didn't care about the defensive ends, right? The edge rushers on the outside. What was more annoying was a defensive tackle that just could penetrate and not allow them to step into the pocket. Right now, the Colts have been playing lights out. I mean, that team, that defense, that defense puts a hat on a hat. I will say this: Derrick Henry is a different kind of beast, man. Derrick Henry <laughs> is going to be a great test to this Colts defense. So I will say this: Give me the Colts. It's an interesting team. Uh, we all want to count them out because of Phillip Rivers. But in the end, I just think that the Colts are going to do enough to to win 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 some games and, and be competitive. So at the end of the Colts and Packers game, uh, Phillip Rivers looked like he got hurt, like he twisted up his ankle a little bit. Uh, so we'll see how he continues to play through that a uh, little. But- Real quick, I mean, hasn't Philip Rivers played through all this kind of injuries before? Isn't it kind of like a part of his moxie? Uh, yeah, a little bit. He did play with the torn ACL in the AFC Championship game against the New England Patriots. So yeah, you remember that? You remember that? Yes, yeah. I do. Um, but look, I think Tennessee—they uh, remember the last game they played. It hasn't been that long. It's only been a couple of weeks, right? They're coming off that huge overtime win against the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, man, I just like Coach Rabel and that running game, so I'm gonna go with the Tennessee Titans. Hey, it's all good though, man, because I I I, I love what he has done. I mean, look at the culture he has built there with the Tennessee Titans. I I love it. Look at look at what he did. He was able to get the right offensive coordinator for Ryan Tannehill to shine. Yeah. And uh, I'm a big fan of what they have. The future looks bright for Tennessee. Yeah, I love what Tennessee's doing, and and they're they're like a little bit of a of a bully in that division. Yeah, they are. Right? Yeah, so I'm they're gonna punch go... in your, punch in your face. You know? Yeah, so I'm gonna go with the Tennessee Titans. All right, Carolina at uh, Minnesota. Wow, man, I think Teddy Bridgewater is back. I think 
early indications Christian McCaffrey is not going to play in this game. What a tough year for Christian McCaffrey. Man, it's good that he got paid, though, right? Because if not, imagine him trying to get a, a, a paycheck next year, right? And mm-hmm. with all this, with all with all these uh, injuries. But I will say this: I like what the I like what the Panthers are building there. But this matchup looks kind of like a trick one. So, yeah, I I don't see the Panthers winning this one. Panthers Panthers are, are losing. Yeah, uh, and I'm gonna go with the Minnesota Vikings. Um, they're coming off a tough loss. Yeah, I, a lot of people picked them to win, and the Cowboys win in their dome, and they beat the crap out of them a little bit, right? Yeah, so, it was kind of weird, man. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with the Minnesota Vikings. I think we all counted out the Cowboys, didn't we? Yeah. Um, well, just you know, they Cowboys is they just had a lot of injuries, and you know. Andy Dalton was coming back, and he was dealing with the COVID issues, so we just didn't know what was going to happen, right? So uh, I'm I'm going to go ahead and take the Minnesota Vikings in this game, though. I will say this uh, before I, we turn it over to Kendall. I think that you can't. I think you have to look at it for what it is, right? There's no fans in in, in in the Vikings game. Yeah, no. There's no fans in, in the stands, so you're talking about two different elements. So. Oh man, it's kind of hard when you have a team that's that's, that's that hot. But who do you got? Who do, who do you got winning this one, Kendall? Um, the Vikings. Which which game are we on? Yeah, uh, yeah. Carolina and Minnesota. Carolina, Carolina I'm, I'm yes, I'm going to Vikings. I'm going I'm going to Vikings in the close one. Yeah. All right. Miami Dolphins at the New York uh, New York Jets. I'm sorry. Oof. Man, this it's been a rough year for all Jet fans. Have, have, would you agree with me, Vito? One hundred percent. Oh man, like rough would be. A, I don't think we're using the right word though. There's got to be another a word worse than rough. Man, but you don't want to be a part of that that club, right? The Owen Seventeen Club. Yeah, uh, no. Uh, I think the most recent team was the Detroit Lions, right? Detroit Lions, yeah. That's Owen Sixteen. I'm sorry. Yes. Uh, but uh, you don't want to be a part of that club. But and before that, I forgot who the other team. Oh, the Browns, right? Yes. So, um, so when you look at that, I, I, I believe the Jets are on on that route. Man. On track, they are on track. So, it's crazy, right? Because let's just get into this real quick, because it's been a, a very interesting topic, right? As far as I've been hearing Jets fans that let's get rid of, let's get rid of the head coach. He sucks, right? Hey man, but you're talking about potentially this coach is basically getting you to what you need, which is a true franchise quarterback of the future, right? The next Payne Manning, the one that has been tabbed as better than Andrew Luck, the most cleanest prospect in the quarterback. So hey, why not embrace the the, the coach that's helping you get the the prize at the end of the year, right? Which is that new franchise quarterback. Hey, from there. You have all the chips and all the dominoes. You have Sam Darnold. You're not in any rush to get rid of Sam Darnold. So embrace it for what it is. I'm sorry, Jets, Jets, uh, Gangrene. I'm sorry, uh, but give me the Dolphins. I know the Dolphins have had some issues. They, they, they came, they're coming off a loss. The Dolphins get back on track. That's a very tough defense they built up. That coach has uh, done a phenomenal job. Sorry, Jets fans. Dolphins take this game. Hey, Jerry, you don't have to apologize. If they're Jets fans, they know what this team is. Ah. <laughs> so, no need for sorry. It's been, a, it's been a rough year for them, man. I'm sorry. It's, hey, hey, but the future looks bright, man. They got a lot of draft picks. And they're going to... Sam Darnold, who do we say? Steelers, right? Yeah, we said Steelers. That would be a possible destination for him. Uh, there's been some other rumors going around, possibly the 49ers, so we'll see. Uh, but I will take the Miami Dolphins. Kendall, who you got? Yes, I'm going to go with the Dolphins again. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm guys, I'm back. I'm having some um, difficulties here on my end, so, you know, things happen. But, yes, I'm going to go with the Dolphins. Would have never noticed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> Next game, Arizona Cardinals at the New England Patriots. Oh, man, I'm sorry, Kendall. I'm sorry, Kendall. What's up, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be. I think this right here is gonna be a tight game. I'm going. <laughs> I'm gonna go with the Patriots, man. The close one. Good job. 
well, it, it, this is a very tough. This is a tough situation, man. You got the Patriots, who, man, they just look bad. You know, uh, what do you expect? What can you expect from the Patriots? I will say this. I do not want to face Kyler Murray in, in the Cardinals' office right now. That defense also is looking starting to look good. Give me the give me the Cardinals in this in this week's game. Yes, I'm gonna go with the Cardinals as well. I can't wait to see the Stephon Gilmore and DeAndre Hopkins matchup. This gonna be a good one. Yes, it will be. Oh yeah, I think he even I think he even like put it out there right that he was gonna be. Asked him who is he gonna be uh, shutting down this week and. Gibbon has his games where he where he gets up when he gets up for oppo- opponents and when he doesn't. And I think I think this Sunday you ain't got to worry about him being bored and not getting he ain't get up for DeAndre Hopkins. All right, we'll see what happens in that game. All right, the next game has some COVID issues, so hopefully it does not get postponed. Cleveland Browns at the Jacksonville Jaguars. And interesting little fact here: we we are going to see Mike Lennon in as the starting quarterback for the Jacksonville Jaguars this week. Are they tanking? I don't think they're trying to tank, but they they can't help themselves. I'm going with the Browns in this one. Yeah, I mean the Browns came off an impressive win. They're right now sitting at what seven and three. Mm-hmm. And you got you got the the totally opposite with the uh, what is it? They're one game only. The one and nine. So, one and nine. So yeah, overall, I mean, you, you just give 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 me the Browns, man. Yeah, you got to keep losing if you're the Jacksonville Jaguars and you want to draft a quarterback. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Browns as well. All right. New Orleans Saints at the Denver Broncos. Oof. This is a this is a sneaky one. It is. I called it I called it last week the um I called it the Dolphins the Broncos last week. That's going to be a sneaky one. We see what happened. But two weeks in a row, that ain't going to happen. I'm going with the um now it's that it is interesting is um now Taysom Hill, he got to take his show on the road this week now. It's good. It's all right when you're playing at home and you know, you're comfortable there. But you got to take, you take your show on the road now. Um, the Broncos, they will be up for this game. I'm going I'm to go with the Broncos, man. I'm going to go with the Broncos. Not me. Give me the Saints. I I, I, uh, I think that regardless, if Taysom Hill is not doing good, they'll throw Jameis Winston in there. And guess what? Taysom Hill is, is finding Michael Thomas. Last week, Michael Thomas had, I think, what, Nine, ten catches. I'm sorry, I didn't get to finish the stat line. Had ten catches, uh, over a hundred and something yards. I mean, he looked like Michael Thomas, the $22 million man, uh, annual wide receiver. So uh, I'll tell you this: Taysom Hill gets starts to have a bad game. Guess what? They're gonna they're gonna turn the keys over to who? Jameis Winston. And guess what? He is not afraid to throw some interceptions and win you winning your game in the process. And I will take the New Orleans Saints as well. San Francisco 49ers at the Los Angeles Rams. Hmm. Mm. Uh, Rams, and I think the Rams going to beat them big. I think I think some ugly. Now, this game's going to be interesting because I think that there's some players coming back off of IR, right? Raheem Mostert. Raheem Mostert's eligible to come back and play. Um, yeah, so it's not going to be an easy game, but I will say this. Right now, it's always good to come off a win, a big-time win too, right? I mean, the Bucks is a big-time win. I mean... Yeah, it was. It was a huge win. It's a huge win, so give me the Rams. I think McVay is coaching lights out right now, and he's just adjusting to what week-to-week what his team can do, and he's and he's getting his he's getting his team right. So give me the Rams. I'm gonna go with the Rams as well. Um, look, Sean McVay to me, he should be in the conversation of Coach of the Year. Oh yeah, and a lot of moving parts uh, with that team, and he's got them playing really well. So I like the Rams in this one. All right, Kansas City Chiefs at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm going with the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, the Tampa Buccaneers, they're, they're not. They're kind of struggling right now. I know they did last week against the Panthers, and um, but um, no, nah, not not this week. The the Kansas City Chiefs. I mean, they've seen what they did Monday against the um against the Los Angeles Rams. So the Chiefs defense is not no. It's not a good defense. It's probably it's about a half of the league def- defense. And but 
I think Mahomes and Covey, they're going to be way too much for Tampa Bay. And, but hope, but just, just this game, Tampa can win this game because we see what they did against Chicago. Did it next week? They came out and they shut down Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams. So I mean, we know Tampa can put together some performances, but I think I expect a high scoring game. I think Tom Brady throw a couple interceptions. He's gonna struggle again. And um, Steve Smack, Steve Spagnola, the Chiefs defensive coordinator, is that it was the defensive coordinator for the, those two giant teams that beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl. And he was the defensive coordinator for the Chiefs last year when they beat Tom Brady in New England. He knows how to how to contain Brady, how to get after him. So I'm going with um I'm going with the Chiefs. I think Steve Spagnuolo he have he have something in store for that Tampa Bay offense. Hold on, like real quick before we go before I get into the thing. Well, didn't a lot of us circle this game and say that this is the Super Bowl? These are the two teams that are going to be in the Super Bowl this year. Yep. It's crazy, right? How how we're looking at at. at at this situation differently how everything's kind of like unfolded this year crazy year crazy year to say the least but i'm gonna i'm 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 not ready to i'm not ready to put all my eggs in the basket and say that that the chiefs are gonna get knocked down i think the chiefs are gonna find a way to win and they're gonna win this game uh i think that the the great thing is that they have an, an electrifying tight end and kelsey and uh, i think it all starts with the wide receiver right uh, we're talking about the cheetah i mean Yep. Getting, getting. I mean, that guy has to get double, even triple, triple team, because if not, he will smoke you. And I'm sorry. Lately, we've seen the decline in the actual in the actual game of the actual Buccaneers defense. That they're they're at one point what we thought was the strongest part of their defense, right? And I'm talking about the defensive backfield is now the actual issue. Mm-hmm. So in this game, give me the Chiefs. Uh, I'm going to take the Buccaneers. I think this is going to get a get-right game for Tom Brady. And that running game, man, give Rojo the ball. Let him run in between the tackles. So I'm going to go with the Bucks. All right, our Sunday night football matchup. Chicago Bears at the Green Bay Packers. I'm a very underrated game. I mean, it's, it's hard to say that when it's a national televised game with NBC, Sunday night football. Bears on Packers. We know the rivalry and the history there. It's interesting. It's the first time they meet this season. We are already this late in the season, and they're gonna be they're gonna meet a couple other times. They, well, they're gonna be another time in next in a few weeks. I'm going with Green Bay. I'm going. I'm going to Pack. I know the Bears are coming off a of bye, but yeah, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with the Packers. Yeah, I think that when you when you when it all comes down to it, it's hard to count out a Rod. Uh, we saw we've seen some tight lot losses lately, uh, and. When you look at it, it's like if he was born to play football under the bright lights, especially when it comes to primetime. And I think there's no better primetime quarterback right now than Aaron Rodgers. So give me the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, I like the Packers as well. They're coming off a tough loss against the Colts. I think they get right. Uh, Monday Night Football action. Seattle Seahawks at the Philadelphia Eagles. I want to do it so bad. I want to I want to do it so bad. Don't do it. But I'm not because this is the perfect, the perfect game. But I'm not going to do it. I'm going hey, to go with Seattle. And I think they kind of got something going last week with Russell and DK and, and the guys when they beat the Cardinals on Thursday Night Football. Oh, everything in me wants to go with the Eagles, but I'm not going to do it. We still got three days, so I might change my pick. The guys, the guys know how I do sometimes. But I'm going to go with Seattle, but I'm going to put it in quotation marks just for right now. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I'm... <laughs> I'm not- easy for bit <laughs> this is easy for me man give me the seahawks all day over the eagles the eagles look like i mean they're bad yep i think that we might actually see Jalen hurts actually for the first time actually play pro- predominant uh uh they're they're gonna game plan him in and man i'm already hearing the philadelphia fans already cheer i mean rooting for Jalen hurts they, they want out of course to win it's crazy hey i have a, actually a hot take about this Philadelphia Eagles team, but I'll save that for Sunday, our pregame show at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time this Sunday morning. Uh, right. But as far as this game goes, um, this is actually a rematch from last year, Wild Card Weekend. Uh, uh, Seattle actually went to Philadelphia and got the win. I think they'll do the same Monday night. I like Seattle, and it might be it might get ugly. So I like Seattle Seahawks. I think the Eagles, real quick, I think the Eagles might be one of those teams that kind of wish that they didn't have fans this year because of how bad they've been playing. And the, you know, we know Eagles now. I, they, 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 when they boo, they boo. They booed Santa Claus. So, 
So I mean, I think I think the Eagles are one of those teams that I mean they could do without the fans. It was bad they play. They they kind of they kind of they won't they didn't have any fans this year. But I mean they've had they got they've had a maximum number of fans this year, and they have been letting them know they don't like what's going on. This is the year for the Eagles. They'll put a takeoff in this division with the Cowboys losing Dak and the Giants being the Giants and the Washington team. They don't have a name, and they got Alex Smith playing. So I mean this right here was the was the this is this was the time. And the Eagles' schedule does not get no easy. It does not. I mean, they got some tough games coming up. And I, I seen a report earlier from Adam Schefter saying that if the Eagles don't make the playoffs, if they don't win the division, somebody's going to get fired. So I, I seen that earlier. And, I mean, it's I mean, it's getting – I'm telling you, this is a big game for Eagles, for, for, for Philadelphia. So we'll see what happens Monday night. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I think, man, things in Philadelphia are not good right now. But speaking of fans not being in the stadium, I I forget what game it was earlier this season. Even though even though there wasn't any fans, there were still some booze coming out of the speakers. So yeah, that was with the, that was with Philadelphia. It's crazy. Yeah, that was pretty funny. But yes, that's gonna go wrap up our picks for Week Twelve in the NFL. Our guest tonight is the co-host of Only Up From Here podcast, Austin Ratwich. How you doing? Good, man. How about you? Excellent, man. Hey, appreciate your time and thank you for joining us. Of course. I'm glad to be on. Thanks for having me. All right, Austin. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself and your podcast? All right. Well, I started this podcast about a little over a year ago with one of my friends from back home, back in my hometown of Kennesaw, Georgia, just outside of Atlanta. He went to the University of Georgia. I went to the University of Alabama. So I figured that our sports opinions would kind of be a fun clashing for a podcast. I did a couple weekly guest podcasts back in the day with a guy, the Loro Antonio podcast back in uh, Burbank, California. Had a lot of fun doing that for a while. And we finally started this one. It's been a lot of fun. It's streaming on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud. So go ahead and check those out if you get an opportunity. I love the feedback too. So drop a rating. Let me know what you think. And uh, yeah, go check it out. What's going on, Austin, man? Long time no see. What's going on with you? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. It's good to hear from you again. Yes, I am happy to have you on the podcast, on the East West Football Podcast. Uh, one thing I want to ask you is, from um, from from the only up from the only up podcast, what is your ultimate goal from it? Like, what is like the direction? Is it a lot of sports, or is it more like personal life? Like, what what is the what is what is your what is your ultimate goal from the podcast? Well, I've always been really passionate about sports, so I think it's just kind of it, it, it. We almost just started it for fun, just kind of informing people, have a little satire, a little comedic relief with it, just kind of messing around. We always talked football in the past and any other sport because on the podcast we'll talk anything from tennis to basketball, football, soccer, anything. So I think it's just kind of, we are just having fun with it. And he, he, we always talked in the basement and whenever we were back home on the holidays and stuff, we'd talk sports together all the time. We figured why not put a couple mics in between us and just have fun with it. So some of more, some more of our friends could hear it too. I definitely agree there. And what would you, what would you say about your own, about your, your co-host Aiden? Like what, what is, what's some of his strengths? What would you like about Aiden? I mean, what, tip, tip me a little bit about Aiden. He's a, he's a really outgoing guy. I think if you guys ever met him, I wish he could come on with me right now. He would definitely love it. Um, he's, he's just, he's always been a really outgoing guy. He's the kind of guy that he'll, he'll meet you. And the first time he meets you, he just, he'll be crazy. He'll be like, well, this guy's, this guy's crazy. He, 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 I'm connecting with him so easily. You would just, I mean, it's kind of hard to explain him. You got to meet him to really understand him, but you guys would like him for sure. He's an outgoing guy, loves to talk sports. He's been just as big of a sports guy as me. And I'm sure you guys as well. So I appreciate that. And my last time, let's, let's talk some football now. Who's let's your team? It. And who, who's who's your NFL team? Give me your college team. And what 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 is what is what, who's one of your biggest surprise? What, what are you looking forward to this NFL season? What has really surprised you so far this year in the NFL season? Well, I'll start with my favorite NFL team, the New Orleans Saints. Uh, my mom grew up in the New Orleans area. I was a huge Reggie Bush fan growing up. So when they drafted him, I mean, I just completely fell in love with the team. So that's been my team I followed. Obviously, I went to the University of Alabama. So that's my college team. But something that surprised me this year is Taysom Hill's growth as a, getting to see him this past weekend as a starting quarterback was a lot of fun because you look at Twitter and NFL Twitter, people are just 
you know, they, they're also torn on whether they want Jameis starting or Taysom starting. And he had a little shaky start in the season. Whenever he'd get, he'd get into the game, he'd fumble a good bit. He didn't look like his old self, but he proved that they can, the Saints proved that they can win with him this past weekend. So I'm excited to see what he can continue to do with Drew Brees out. And um, hopefully he'll be a starter for the Saints in the future. Yeah, that's an interesting storyline there for the Saints. I think um, Taysom Hill, he played real good last week against the Falcons. I did want to see Jameis. You know, there were some reports that some people in the locker room wanted Wentz and some of them wanted yeah. Taysom Hill. But I think Taysom Hill won it over the weekend. Um, appreciate it, Austin. Of course. Hey, Austin, it's Jerry here in Texas, man. How you doing? Good, Jerry. How, how are you doing down there in Texas? Oh, you know, getting ready for Thanksgiving, <laughs> you know. It's the, it's the one time of the year that you start hearing nothing but Christmas music, you know? <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, it's not even December, but it's okay. Uh, <laughs> I, I'll get away from the grid. So going back to what you were saying, I know, I know, you, I know kind of Kendall kind of alluded to it. He said like, you know, what, what's the end? What, right, what's, what's your ultimate goal, right? Uh, if you could kind of elaborate on that, or maybe perhaps tell us when did you notice that this was a passion or like, what was it that maybe clicked in your mind and said, you know, this is what I want to do for my future because you're you're a relatively young young man and you know what I mean at, at 23 I, I I think that at 23 I was just trying to go from job to job you know what I mean like just trying to get the weekends off and get that money right you know what I mean and man you're you're out here doing what I should have done when I was 23 I guess what what was the motivation behind that a lot of the motivation to be honest with you is uh one of my cousins and my dad my dad he, he knew I was obviously a big sports fan growing up he knew this and he's always wanted me to do something that I love and something that I'm passionate about as a career. I don't want to, you know, work in a place where I'm not enjoying my everyday job. So we talked about it. And, and this was one of the things that we talked about was doing a sports broadcasting type of thing, or just working in the sports industry as a whole, somewhere in a sales department or marketing, just somewhere in the sports industry. Cause I knew that'd be a place where I'd thrive. And then a lot of the inspiration comes from my cousin as well. Uh, Carl Ravage. He's a sports anchor on ESPN and he hosts the show Baseball Tonight. He's been uh, doing the Korean baseball as well for a little bit that that was able to entertain us while we we're lacking in sports here in America because of whole, all the whole COVID situation. So he's another guy that I, I watched really closely growing up because I would watch SportsCenter before school every day and he would always be on it. So he's another guy that I really looked up to. And I just I was like, this might be actually something that I will enjoy and, and be good at. And, and I've just kind of been learning every with every episode that I do, I learn and get better and better with less ums and uhs in my podcast and things like that. So we've just kind of just continuing to grow every day with doing it. And I'm having a lot of fun. Hey, man, real quick. I mean, we, we still get them ums and uhs. And uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, you go to you go back to our first podcast. Please don't do that, guys. But if you do. <laughs> You're going to get a lot of ums and uh, and, and you know what it means. And so I, we still do it, though. I mean, it is what it is, you know, and I think that we've 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 been able to we've been able to actually bring on some great big names. But I mean, I'll pick their brain. If you actually listen to some of the podcasts, I get really, really I, I go in depth. I mean, I get the best out of our guests. You know what I mean? Whether it be Marcus Grant of Reset or Steve White or you know what I mean? I went after it and I just said, hey, man, what do you think it takes for us to be successful? And it's a consensus man just get out there do it find out who it is that you like try to mimic what they're doing because there's success in it but that's great that's great that you have a cousin we didn't even know that's that you have a, a cousin that works for espn which is odd right because we just found out that trey wingo is no longer with espn mm -hmm. so i don't know if you did you know that yeah i did that's it's crazy yeah especially so, growing up seeing him on all all over espn the whole time you're watching it yeah what do you what are your thoughts on that let me let me get your Cause I got, I got, I got my brother's thoughts on this. Let's get your thoughts on that. Yeah, obviously, like I'm just, I'm, I'm not. I, I don't like the move. I don't like that he's no longer with ESPN because growing up, it's almost like a kind of, I feel like a connection to him when I'm watching him and, and, on TV all the time. And now, as I get older, he's he's gone. I'm not going to be seeing him as often when I'm watching ESPN. I'm sure he'll be. Did he get? Has he accepted any job anywhere else yet? I haven't looked too much into that aspect of it. We we're looking for it, but uh, we haven't seen we no. haven't seen anything. We've seen a teaser. Like, okay, because I'm expecting him to obviously be picked up by somebody at some point. I'm hoping, but I know, you know. I think I think if anything, like is the way he narrates the draft is just so beautiful, right? I think that we can all learn from Trey Wingos. I mean, he has a personality where 
He doesn't let the emotions kind of get the best of him, but he shows plenty of emotion. I just think he has a great balance in life. But if, if anything, um, just to clarify, in the end, what would be the best case scenario for, for you and, and what you're doing and what you're trying to accomplish? What would be the best end result for you? Because, I, I, you know, I got, this is somebody, somebody gave me this advice or he, they, they, they explained this to me. Can you see the end right now? And I was like, what do you mean the end? They're like the end result of everything, all the work that you guys are putting in. Can you see the end right now? And I was, it was a great question because, you know, it's so hard when, you know, it's just not about us because we, yes, the podcast is where it started, but I mean, it's, it's, a, it's an entire network. So we got a bunch of people that are hungry and that are really hardworking. I mean, we got authors, we got, I mean, we got authors, we got, you know, fantasy football analysts, we got college football analysts, and then, you know, we got us, you know, who are transitioning from, you know, podcast to analysts ourselves, right? Because we, there's a lot of homework involved in this game. But going back to what I was saying, like, what, what's the best end result for you? Well, to start off, I absolutely admire what you guys have done with your platform and just kind of continuing to grow that and add more people into it. That would definitely be something that towards the end, I would like to do maybe do this type of thing full time and start getting added added sponsorships and be able to kind of do this more more full time and gain more money from it uh, and just kind of have fun. We've just been having fun, even if it's not growing to what we expect, it's still been fun doing it. So it's it's a win-win situation either way. We continue to do it. We get the sponsorships and, and we have a whole lot of fun doing it, or we just have fun and we just continue to talk sports like we normally do. So you, it, it, we can't lose. Yeah, we can't we can't lose. I think that no. Walter Walter Stringer, he's one of uh man, he's day, he's one of the day one here on East West Football Network. Uh Walter Stringer, I think he said it perfect. He's like if anything, it lets people that are from your area hear what they think about your team, right? right? And that made a lot of sense. So, like, breaking it down real quick, you know, you, I'm from Texas. So, there are two teams in Texas, the Texans, and you got the Cowboys. I mean, Cowboys are one of the most storied uh, franchises. Everybody hates the Cowboys, uh, <laughs> America's team, right? But, you know, Walter's from Michigan, so – He's not, he doesn't associate, he doesn't say like he's a Detroit, Michigan fan or he's not a Detroit Lions fan. But it's crazy to hear his input on the Dallas Cowboys coming from Michigan. So, if anything, it gives you that, that, per, that it gives you those, you know, what, what is, what is Fidel, right? From California, from Tulare, right? Uh, from Tulare, the, the small town yeah. there in California. Or what does he think about the Cowboys? Or what is Kendall from, from Kenley, North Carolina? Uh, I'll give you a full address if you want, but I, I'm just kidding. I won't, I won't do that. No, I'm just saying like, what does he, what does he think about the Cowboys? Right. And, and it's cool because my family and my friends who get to see this on Facebook or, you know, or get to tune in the podcast, they actually hear different people's sides and they actually see if it's on point either, you know, people are thinking biasly or they're just thinking like what they just don't like the Cowboys or they don't like our team. So it's kind of cool. Right. Because, we're, we're in the end. You're saying what you said is we're talking ball, man, and we're all getting along, and we're we're building. Uh, a, it's a it's a unique way to build a network and friendships that we never had before. It's crazy to think that there's thirty something other people just like me that are are working with me, doing exactly what I love to do. Right? It's just insane. I, I just would say that. But thank you so much, Austin. Best of luck. Uh, hopefully, we can work together in the future. And of anything, we're always here for you, man. All right, of course. I, I appreciate it, guys. Thanks again for having me. Hey, real quick, Austin, before I let you go. So, obviously, we have a huge game, University of Alabama uh, versus Auburn this weekend. And the Iron Bowl uh, reports came out earlier, I believe it was yesterday, that Nick Saban actually tested positive for COVID-19. Just want to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, this this one looks uh, like he actually has it this time. And I know the report came out a few weeks ago when they were – going into their game against Georgia. And a lot of people thought that they weren't going to have him for the Georgia game. So he somehow pulled off a miracle and was able to coach that game this time around. It looks like he's actually showing symptoms. So a little nervous going into the iron bowl because it is the iron bowl, you know, no, no matter what the records are, it's always going to be close, much like a lot of the rivalry games we see in sports. But I think Sarkeesian can, can really step it up this weekend. I think he's going to be a good filling coach. I think we're lucky to have him with Nick Saban out the offense, I expect to look phenomenal with him. You know, he's, he's, he seems to be an offensive-minded coach. We saw that with him in the NFL. 
I'm expect I'm ex- I expect a win this weekend. I think that the that Alabama is a much better team than they were last year when they played Auburn, and Mac Jones has finally got that experience under his belt that he didn't have the last time around. So I expect another big game for Mac Jones. I think he's currently leading in a lot of the polls for Heisman. I'm hoping that continues, but expect a win from Alabama this weekend. Roll Tide. I know last year we had a crazy ending to the game, so oh yeah, what we have in store for this Saturday. Hey, real quick, Austin, also let our listeners uh, know where they can find you on social media and also where they can find your podcast. Of course, you guys can find the podcast. You can stream it on SoundCloud, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. And you can find our social media pages on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. That's the only up from here sports podcast. Just search it in the bar and it'll pop right up for you. All right, Austin, keep up the tremendous work. And like Jerry said, we are here to support you. Thanks, you guys, too. All right, take care. Have a great Thanksgiving. You too, man. Thank you. And that's going to go ahead and wrap it up for this edition of the East-West Football Podcast. For all your latest news and updates, make sure you go to eastwestfootballnetwork.com. Make sure you subscribe to our podcast. And also our new YouTube channel, eastwestfootballnetwork.com. Hi, I'm Lessa Cadet, host of her Extraordinary Life by Design podcast, where we celebrate women who are shaping their lives one extraordinary day at a time. I speak with women from all over the world about what they do and how they are passionately pursuing their dreams and creating meaningful impacts on their communities. So come join us and learn about all there is to learn about these extraordinary women. Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wanna Bet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. No more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric acid. Electric acid.